3: This is the Lombardi Line
1: with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on v
0: Okay, it is the Lombardi Line as we welcome you in here on MLK Day and we close out Wild Card Weekend. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the v studios here at the South Point. We head out to Jersey and we say hi to Michael Lombardi. Hey, Michael. Hi, Patrick. How are you today, huh? I'm doing well. How are you today?
2: I'm good. I'm doing well. You know, the winter storm missed us, but it got a lot of people on the East Coast. Hopefully everybody's safe, healthy, you know, dealing with it. And uh, we move on.
0: The well, that was a weekend. Um, I don't know what it was, but it was certainly a weekend when it came to football. We'll get into uh, how it all played out as far as ATS and everything. But let's let's go ahead and just start. I know you got, got on follow the money earlier today, but we got to start with the Cowboy game. And just as you're watching now, the end of the game is going to be discussed at nauseum. But that was going to be probability-wise, not necessarily a big shot to win the game. Uh, leading into what we saw towards the end, what were your thoughts about what was happening? and transpiring with the Cowboys?
2: I mean, the whole game, I'm wondering, you know, as I'm watching the game, you know, this this mythology that Kellen Moore's the greatest offensive coach in the history of all of football, you know, and I'm wondering, like, where is it? Like, well, on one side, I'm watching Kyle Shanahan's first 15 look electric, and then I'm watching, you know, the the this other side of the ball, and they look like they can't get the ball to Cooper, they can't do what they want to do, they can't scheme the run game, and I'm thinking... D'Amico Ryans isn't getting any action as a head coaching candidate, yet Kellen Moore has talked about like Sid Gilman just came back and <laughs> Bill Walsh. So that was my first. And then the second reaction was how we, we've said this before on this co- on the show constantly, the how poorly executing the – do the Cowboys practice? Remember, that's the question I keep asking. Do they practice? You know, because their execution is just horrible. And when you have 14 penalties for, and most of them were unforced errors. Yeah. I mean, most of them were unforced errors. That how do you understand that? You know, and to me, it's living proof that you can have a very talented team. If you're not a well-coached team, you're not going to win.
0: And you mentioned it. We always just talk about the box the next day. Take a look at penalties and turnovers. You're generally going to find the way. I mean, that is egregious, right? If you're talking McCarthy and you're just talking accountability, strip the ATS, strip straight, whatever. you want. Just now we get to the 14 penalties in a playoff game at home. That's ridiculous.
2: Bad, but it happened all year, right. We knew they were penalized all year he couldn 't fix it right you know, and then when they played against good defenses he couldn 't really didn 't have an answer for it but disappointed me and, and when you look back and McCarthy had a bad day on that, I picked the Cowboys. I had a bad day, but where I think I miscalculated the outcome of the game was I didn't anticipate this 49 or 9 defensive lineman rotation that they had, even though Bosa got hurt midway through the third quarter, was going to be able to dominate this offensive line of the Cowboys. I mean, and they did. And they really did. And that was the difference in the game. I mean, I felt like, okay, you can – if you block them, you're going to be able to move the football. And clearly, Connor Williams couldn't block them. You know, and none of these guys. Collins couldn't block them. They struggled. Smith couldn't block them. And that was the difference in the game. And, you know, it was just a, a bunch of guys that just kept the wave of players that the 49ers put out there created more and more problems for them, even though they lost. I mean, Arden Key looked like a different player for the 49ers. You know, the Raider cast off. So I was very – that that part of the handicapping of the game. And then I was really disappointed. There was no – I didn't think there was a very good game plan by the Cowboys offense to to get their game going. They they had an opportunity in the middle eight, right? They get the ball to end the half. They couldn't do anything with it. They got the ball to start the half. They couldn't do anything with it. Penalties. It it just was one after another. The fact that they actually got the ball back late in the game and scored ten points in the fourth quarter to me was somewhat of a miracle. The score is not indicative of how close the game was. It.
0: Yeah, I I would totally concur with that. And it did feel like there was a sense of, you know, I hate to say something as odd as this, but an energy on defense after the quick score from San Francisco, the turnaround, it's almost like they overwhelmed uh, Dallas, you know, that front, as you were talking about leading into the game, it just felt like they they weren't prepared for it, that being the Cowboys at first.
2: Yeah, I mean, and look, you know, they lose Warner in the game and Bosa and they still come out and play well. The speed of their defense was so impressive. And the fact that they were physical and they took control and there was no run game. I mean, the Cowboys had no run game in there. You know, Zeke couldn't get going. I mean, you're paying all if you're Jerry Jones and you're paying all this money to Zeke Elliott. And and he basically in a championship level game, a game you've got to win. And he's one of your highest paid players. And he touches the ball 13 times. And you still think this, this coach who's calling plays is a genius? I mean, and, and I'm not trying to make this the, about Kellen Moore because I, I think the media is making it about Kellen Moore, how great he is. I'm just saying, show me where they utilize their mind to help these players. Show me. Yeah. I mean, Romo's talking about it becoming the next head coach. Like, are you kidding me? Like, I mean, I, I see no leadership. And then in the most important game against the team. Now, I saw it with the 49ers. I saw, I saw what, you know, what Kyle did on his first 15. I saw how Kyle schemed it up. How about the design of the play on third down where they were able to get the first down late in the game? I mean, how good was that?
4: You know, utilizing
2: yeah. his best players. I mean, Debo, Debo Samuel gets the ball. You know, he he's touches it 13 times. He's a receiver. He got it 13. He got it more than Zeke did, and Zeke's a back.
0: Yeah, he just uses them so cleverly, that being Debo, and he, he's just a mismatch nightmare. Now, as far as there was a terrible pick, we understand, almost like we get that from Jimmy G. Outside of that, pretty impressed with him.
2: I thought he played well. Look, I thought he did. I think the pick was horrible. I mean, he missed the receiver open. I thought the receiver was going to keep running, and I think he missed him. That was a bad throw. I think he had two bad throws in the game, and, you know, they, they, they know who they are with Jimmy G. You know, they know who they are. Made some really good third down throws, too. Yeah, exactly. I mean, look, in the game, there they were 46% on third down. They're six for 13 on third down. Didn't have to go for it on fourth. So I, I thought he played effectively efficient within what they asked him to do. You know, and and he did make the one mistake on the overthrow, which was problematic. But, you know, they were able to overcome that. I mean, look, their their ability to control the game with their front was somewhat really impressive. Now, I don't know if they can do it this week against Green Bay, because I think Rodgers will be a little bit more of a challenge for them. But that was it was impressive, Patrick. I thought it was really it was a well Uh, done.
0: And. I I totally agree. It just, it did feel like a mismatch and we have fun with Kyle, but uh, it it did feel like a bit of a mismatch, just top to bottom, as far as coaching preparedness, urgency, you're at home, you're the Cowboys, you're at home, you've been waiting for this. I mean, the the idea that there wasn't the urgency you expected was wild.
2: It really was, I mean, like I kept waiting for them they 're like where 's the plan, yeah, like what are we trying to get done? you know the, it wasn 't that the the forty Niners are this complicated scheme that we don 't really know what they 're doing, like what is the plan here? like what are we trying to get done? Yeah, you fell apart, you fell behind seven, nothing in the game, okay, that happens, you know let 's figure out what Kyle 's going to do, but then you come out and you, you barely can get a first down you 're running individual routes against them. I mean, to me, it was they're running this scheme, and you really—I don't think they, they were running beaters, which was really bothering me. They were running plays to beat the coverages, and they weren't attacking the systems within the coverages, which to me is an indictment of their offensive coordinator. I think he's an, a young coach who's learning how to coach. They need to give him some time. Will he become a great coach? Maybe, but let's let's put the brakes on. I thought it was a bad job by the Cowboy offense, and McCarthy's over there—he don't do anything. But 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 listen. He doesn't do anything but listen. And you and I both know we can talk about the last play of the game. I don't know if McCarthy said it was. I read on Twitter, it may not be right, that his analytics department helped call they work on it every day. They didn't work on it every day. If you worked on that play at the end of practice every Friday because that's what you're going to run, then the, 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 the offensive lineman is going to hand the ball to the official. Somebody's going to hand the ball to the official. He's going to run to him. They didn't do that was so, clearly not rehearsed. Yeah, and that's what I have to ask you about. So San Francisco 41 yard
0: line, Michael, 14 seconds to go, no timeouts. The draw is called. Uh, they pick up 17 yards. Time runs out. Well, it, yeah, I it, mean, in the moment, it, did you think I it was mean, a did
2: you think it was a planned call? Did I thought it was a ridiculous call. I thought it was a ridiculous call. And Dak should have known to get down after 10 yards, that's get down. Right. Let's go. You know, it's like it, to me it wasn't rehearsed. There was nothing scripted about it. It was as, bad as, it was as bad as Derek Carr grounding. It was as bad as Derek Carr throwing the ball short of the end zone. Those were two really bad situational football plays that you should drill. And if you're the head coach and you don't call plays during the game and your mind is not on the offense, then you should be able to say in the headset, no, 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 I don't want this play here. No, throw it out. Of, I don't want it. Like you're listening to the call. We
0: will it was just, just yeah, to me,
2: it, it was, was just another indictment of, of exactly what happens with the Cowboys. They're 4-11 and the, since 96 in playoff games. You know, they can't win. I mean, they, they can't win the games that they, they need to win. And their season goes right down the tubes.
0: We'll discuss the 49ers headed to Green Bay. Set you up on the number here on the Lombardi line in just a little bit. Do have to ask you. As uh, Don Don Leon calls in, I do have to ask you, no, that's fine. I have to ask you, um, he's enigmatic, Jerry Jones. He's, he's been, he's been a treasure for the league just because the entertainment value and bringing attention to the league. He also likes who he likes. Remember when he blocked, I think it was Jason Garrett. Didn't he? block Garrett from going to the Ravens. Um, no, he didn't
2: block him. He, he basically gave Garrett a contract that assured him he was going to okay. become the head coach. Gotcha. He did the same thing with with, with us uh, when we tried to hire Sean Payton as the head coach of the Raiders, which yeah. we did. We tried to hire him, and, and he basically, he and Parcells arranged it that so Sean got paid a ton of money and didn't leave.
0: Okay, coming back, I want to ask you uh, if you believe that Kellen Moore fits in that Garrett mold, and if He's going to do something here with McCarthy, and we got to get to uh, obviously the two other games. It was it was late night was exactly what you uh, suggested it was going to be a bit wasteful by the time we got the second mm-hmm. half in Kansas City. Uh, quickly on the numbers, and we'll come back and get Michael's thoughts on the other two. Yesterday, wild card weekend continues. So we take a look right now. Arizona, LA tonight. It's up to 3.5, half, half The total. Rest of the way. Cincinnati, Tennessee, divisional round, up to three and a half off the three opener. San Francisco, Green Bay, four and a half up to five and a half off the opener of four and a half in Buffalo, Kansas City, two and a half, that down to two at a couple of shops. We'll get Michael's take on that and more as we continue just getting started here on this MLK edition of the Lombardi line as we close out Wild Card Weekend in L.A. tonight.
2: to the Lombardi Line on v featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi... Once again, here's Patrick Maher.
0: Okay, of course, the playoff season is here. It's time to download BetMGM Sports. It's Nevada's premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options. You can go in-game with the betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today. Stop by any MGM casino here on the Strip, and you're ready to bet within minutes. you got to be 21 years or older, physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you do have a gambling problem, it's 1-800-522-4700. Okay, we got you back here on MLK Day. Hope you have, Hope you had a nice weekend. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point. He's Michael Lombardi, of course. Um, for tonight, down to three and a half, Michael. We'll get to that in just a little bit. We've got Thomas and Will joining. 49 and a half, kind of frozen at a couple of books, 50 at a couple others. Just quickly to put a bow on the Dallas conversation. Um, you know him, well, and I love the quote about Jerry. He could talk a cat, off a fish truck that, could talk. Mm-hmm. that is any thoughts on him potentially making a move with McCarthy.
2: You know, I, I don't, I don't think so, but look, we've talked about this yesterday on the show, how Sean Payton is kind of not sure whether he's a hundred percent coming back. I think there's some, he has one more year left on the saints contract. You know, I know there's a great love affair between Jerry, the Jones family and Sean Payton. Could that marriage ever occur? I don't know. You know, do I think Jerry would do something to uh, maybe keep Dan Quinn from leaving? I doubt that. You know, I think he's got candidates. He could bring Zimmer back as his defense coordinator. He's got uh, Joe Witt there on the staff. He's got George Edwards on the staff. All of them know the system, so maybe he would go in that direction. And, you know, but offensively, I don't think he has anybody there trained to be able to run the offense if, in fact, somebody were to hire Kellen Moore, which I would be surprised if that occurred. Uh, so I I don't know. I mean, I think Jerry is 79 and it's 79. Sometimes you say, you know what, I need to do this. And if Sean was available, that might change his mind. I think a little bit.
0: Yeah, I mean, you could tell it's so funny. You know, they've been focusing on him for years in that owner's box. It's living. He lives and die with it. I mean, he's, he, he's on a, he's hanging on every play. So you do wonder if, like you said, at an advanced age, if it finally catches up to him, he's like, you know what? Screw it. If this isn't going to work, I'm going to make, he didn't, he wasn't committal. He wasn't committed exactly to McCarthy after the game, but you know, he's still boiling a little bit.
2: Yeah, no doubt. I mean, he, I mean, look, the, the, You know, there's nothing worse than the the winner, you know, losing and your season's over. And there's people put a microphone in front of you and you ask you to start reflecting about the year and about what are you going to do next? Nobody really knows. I mean, I think to me where I would be concerned as a Cowboy fan is the judgment that the Cowboys use to determine why they won or why they lost. Like this wasn't on the officials. This was on them. This wasn't on the last play of the game. This is on them. Like, you know, Dak saying that he was happy the fans were throwing stuff at the officials, to me, just lends itself that they're just in the excuse business. They're never going to get better. And why should I think they are? Because since, you know, Jimmy left and Barry took over that team, they really haven't been a strong culture that, that looks and absorbs inside internally and, and, and focuses on what they need to fix. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I think that's the biggest concern.
0: Yeah, I know, and it's well put. We shall see what happens with the Cowboys moving forward, but those still left in the dance, and again, that was the one cover, an outright winner for San Francisco as a dog on the road. Favorites went 2-1 straight up in ATS yesterday. The Unders cashed at 2-1. Now, the was Tampa – how would you grade the Tampa performance? And we'll get to it, obviously, a cover, 31-15 over the Eagles. We'll get to the Eagles in a second, but how would you grade Tampa coming out of that matchup?
2: I think they did exactly what they had to do. I think they played their they, – they they did a, a great job defensively of making the other team play left-handed. They played playoff football. They made their opponent play left-handed, and they took advantage of a defense that really couldn't disguise or even though he had four sacks in the game, make Brady feel uncomfortable. And then they played from in front. They played complementary, which then forced the Eagles out of their passing game, out of their running game, and forced the pressure to buy on Jalen Hurts to do something. and And ultimately, it played right in their favor. I thought they played the perfect complementary game. Do I think they play their best football? No, by by no means. But they played good enough. They got to keep that line healthy. I think putting Wurfs back on the field was ridiculous. I don't know who would let him go back out there. The guy couldn't move, Mm-mm. you know. And so, but other than that, I think Brady was effective. He, Gannon never really created any problems for him with his pressure. They went after it. They, anytime they needed to make a play, they knew where they were going to go. He threw eight incompletions. Remember, he the, against, against the good quarterbacks in the league, and, and, and this is Carr, Herbert, Prescott, Mahomes, and Brady, those five games during the season before this game, the Eagles only only had the ball was only on the ground 28 times in those games. This defense didn't make plays against the passing game and their front, even though they got four sacks really didn't disrupt anything.
0: I, I think if you point to something, you'd point to that third down efficiency for Tampa Bay to clean up just four of 13. They were over one on fourth down, but you know, the positives, Evans looking healthy, right? He he certainly looked, he, he looked good and we're able to run the ball. It's, the Eagles now we switch, and then we'll get to the, uh, the matchup coming up next weekend. The Eagles, and, and I saw you did a radio hit earlier today about Jalen Hurts. Are we going to finally put this to rest, or where do we move on from here well, at the quarterback I, position?
2: I mean, the Eagles are 0-7 against teams, the good teams this year, right? And yes. the point differential in those games was right? <laughs> minus 96, right? Minus 96. So does this offense work? I mean, yeah, I know Philly fans want to run the football, but it's a passing league and you've got to throw the ball. And you can beat a bad New York Giant team. You can beat a bad Washington team. You can beat a bad, you, you know, uh, some of these, the Jets, you know. But if you've got to beat really good other teams with quarterbacks, if you want to beat the elite of the NFC, you're going to have to have a passer that can make plays. And so if you bring Hurts back, you're, you've got to go down the Hurts alley. I mean, even Aikman was saying it yesterday on the on the uh, on the broadcast that there 's no sense of rhythm or timing to hurts. He has to see you open before he can throw it it 's what i 've been saying for two years now, and so all that is and he has to work into a playoff atmosphere a play action atmosphere where he 's faking it and throwing it that doesn 't work and as the level of comp rises, and you get the better coaches, Todd Bowles to me. Made a statement, I mean he knew exactly what he was going to do. He took away their best options, and there was no the Eagles had no answer. They played left handed and they couldn 't go back to their right so for For me, Philly was the beneficiary of a very soft schedule, an offense that created problems against that. But when they had to throw the ball they couldn 't
0: yeah owen six heading into the game against playoff teams. We discussed it yesterday on the Lombardi line a thirty one fifteen winner they do cover. Uh, The seven, the 47, and the the question I have for it now. The big question everybody wants to know is: Have they, are they diluted, and still probably planning their Broad Street a parade, or are they going to shut it down? (laughs)
2: Like, are they sweeping up? You know. Well, I think that the whole thing got the apple cart got turned upside down by the Barnett penalty. I mean, they would have won the game had it been not for the Barnett, you know, a rough in the passer penalty. I'm sure that that's the reason why the parade has to get canceled. But, you know, look, I mean, Barnett, how about him trying to go after Brady later in the game? Like at some point play smart, you know, like don't be. I mean, look, I think it was a little bit of an iffy call. But he went low, and they're going to call that stuff in the playoffs. I mean, look, the, the call against the Bengals on the last drive, that pass interference call, that was atrocious. I think we spend way too much time talking about the officials. I mean, did, did the Booger, Boger crew do a good job? Absolutely not. You know, was, did, did, did they miss spot the ball in the Dallas game? That's really just – that's window dressing. That's window dressing on the reality of how bad Dallas was. You know, like we're just using that as an excuse, and Dak perpetuating that myth. Oh, I'm glad the fans threw stuff. It wasn't. It wasn't the referees why they lost the game. It was it, because some of those penalties they called, they had a call. When you false start, what do you want them to do? Ignore it.
0: <laughs> right. We We uh, we can't peek ahead to a number here with Tampa Bay because they await the winner, of course, of tonight's final wild card matchup between Los Angeles hosting Arizona. I, if, if you were to. Sit. Can I just ask you about Arians? Like, is he unhinged? Like, what's going on with it? Like, dude, you can't well, just be I, smacking I people. I thought in the that head was clown. real. Yeah,
2: I mean, I thought. I mean, you present himself. Fox odd. came back to it later. Yeah, I mean, what was he doing? What did that I didn't know. Like, nobody really explained why he was in that kind of mindset. You know? Right. I mean, his team's a little undisciplined. Let's face it. The Carlton Davis. I mean, when he takes his helmet off. But I liked what I saw there. Is to me, Bowles went right over and he handled it. I mean, Bowles had no problem handling that.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. I think, you know, it seemed to me like he was saying, hey, wake up, you know, don't do something stupid. But it's like there's other ways to accomplish that than smacking somebody in the head. I mean, you can't. Yeah. It's just he seems he comes across a little unhinged at times. So, uh, Eddie, in just a minute here, any thoughts on potentially if the Bucks, if you gave them true serum, the Rams or the cards, is there somebody they would prefer
2: I would think they would probably prefer to play the cards. You know, I mean, I think that they they could feel like they could move the ball, take advantage of their secondary. You know, but I mean, look, they they know they have to play better than they did yesterday. But they played well enough to get through a game, and they fought their way through it. And they and Brady was sensational with his ability to handle the, and know what the, exactly what the Eagles were doing on every single play.
0: Yeah, that three-headed monster for the Bucks at running back. You feel, excuse me, for the Cards at running back. You feel like. Bulls feels comfortable stacking up against the run. So we shall see. No Ten- doubt. T- tonight is going to be, uh, I think we're going to get saved by tonight, man. I think I think tonight's yeah. going to be a barn burner. It's, it feels like something's bubbling I here. hope
2: so. Yeah, <laughs> right? The doggies got to, at some point, they got to bark a little bit this weekend, right?
0: Yeah, we had, of course, a split uh, during the season series of these NFC West foes, both winning Well, first off, the Cardinals don't win at home. So (laughs) that's something to be said for that. So they're headed to Los Angeles. We'll get to that next with Thomas Gable and see how the book did there in Atlantic City at the Borgata.
2: You're listening to the Lombardi Line on v featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher.
0: Okay, v has a great new offer to help make this year your best as a better. Remember, this is the big game, big dance, so it's the college hoops and the NFL through April 5th. Only 69 bucks, so... For the NFL, you're gonna get our big game betting guide, which you know what that is, the college hoops betting guide, daily best bet emails, 24-7 video access, betting splits. I mean, it's all there. vCN.com slash big deal. It's a great deal for under 60, what, under 70 bucks, 69 dollars. vCN.com slash big deal. That's vCyn.com slash big deal. Okay, Michael Lombardi there in Jersey. I'm Patrick Maher here in Las Vegas. We head out to Jersey, Atlantic City in particular, and say hi to Thomas Gable, who runs the race and sports book. We say hi Thomas, and how did you do yesterday there at the book.
5: Hey guys, how you doing? And Thank you for
0: Wichita State and the under which cast. It wasn't an official yeah. Des Moines play, but congratulations,
5: Thomas. Yeah. No, congratulations to you if you uh, if you had that. I did. So good job. Thank you. Yeah. There you go. Um,
2: just giving out giving out tips no. left and right. Love it. It's Halloween all the time
0: with Thomas
5: Gable. <laughs> Wait till the tricks start coming though, not yeah, exactly. the tricks. Uh, th- no yesterday was a decent day uh, for us uh, the first two games uh, definitely went our way started the eagles Tampa game um you know when we did the show yesterday I said we needed some more eagles money and we got it we we got a lot of eagles money late uh so we we definitely had a decision in that and uh the buccaneers uh cruising to that victory never in doubt and uh, you know that was that was very good uh, for us the only thing that really Ended up uh, being in in doubt. I guess was that total. Um, the total really came into play, and there could have been a six figure swing for for us uh, had that total gone over. Uh, but luckily, um, Tampa was able to to run out the clock there at the end for us. And then the the Niners and Cowboys was also a good result. Uh, we we that was uh, we had a hundred thousand dollar bet come in on the Cowboys money line, and wow. um, we. So good result for the house in that one. Not so much in the late game with the uh, Steelers and Chiefs. Uh, people were certainly piling on to uh, the Chiefs. And uh, we figured as much, you know, people chasing uh, their losses from earlier in the day. And, you know, at least they got some money back there um, uh, at last night. But, uh, yeah, overall, though, good result for, for the house.
2: Yeah, I mean, I would think so. I mean, you know, with that, that uh, Eagle game, I, you know, everybody was waiting to see if Bruce Arian was going to kick the field goal there, you know, which would have put you over. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, that yep. was the that, yep. that was the most compelling part of that game in the fourth quarter was, well, is he going to? Is he going to? Because he kicks that number in. And when the two-point play worked, you got a little nervous, I bet, didn't you? Well,
5: yeah, I mean, that and the fact that, you know, it when in garbage time, that's when Jalen Hurts seems to show up and do his damage, right? I mean, there was there there was really no chance of that game going over until you know garbage time, and then Jalen Hurts decides, hey, all right, well let's uh, we we'll move the ball now, and uh, yeah. they, the Eagles put a couple points up, but that's you know, it, you know, at some point I thought earlier they should have went to Minshew uh, and and pulled Hurts, but uh, they stuck with him and. Um, you know, we see the result there, but I don't. I don't know what's going to happen to that Philly team here uh, for next year. If they're going to stick with Hertz, or th- I think they have to go elsewhere.
0: Sad day for your Eagles, Thomas.
5: Not my Eagles.
0: <laughs> Not my Eagles. I'm just joking. Did you? Did the over get hammered late with people chasing in Kansas City?
5: The total didn't really move in that at all. It it opened forty six and a half and it closed forty six and a half. The the decision was really on the side, um, so um, not so much. You know we didn't. There was no real decision on on the total in that late game. It was just uh, all Chiefs money though on the side, and um, it was uh, obviously they were able to cover that uh, that bigger number. They were the biggest point spread favorite uh, of any game. Uh, this weekend, so, and they were able to cover so good for them, but now they're set up uh against the the bills uh rematch against the bills for next Sunday, so that should be a good one
2: yeah let let's let's before we get to the tonight 's game let's focus on what we can talk about the three who's coming in the book today at what number in the game are they taking these early bets on these games on divisional weekend? Is there a game that just seems like the number may be a little bit off that people are jumping on?
5: So the the only movement we've seen uh so far is in the Packers and Niners game. The the Packers opened as four and a half point favorites. They're now five and a half point favorites, and that's where the early money is going on the Packers, uh laying the five and a half, laying the four and a half. Um the the Titans, Bengals, we opened that three and a half. That's that's probably gonna go between three and a half and three. I would assume probably most of the week uh, that'll bounce back and forth. And then the, the Bills and Chiefs, same thing. The Chiefs are two and a half point favorites. Uh, it, you'll probably see that number go between two and a half and three. You know, you lay the two and a half, and then when it gets to three, you'll see some Bills' and money come back and taking the three.
0: Rubber match tonight, Thomas, uh, Arizona, Los Angeles. So, where'd you open? Where are you sitting? And do you have liability here in Los Angeles?
5: So currently three and a half uh rams are favored by three and a half and the total is forty nine and a half we opened this uh Rams as four and a half point favorites the the total has come down uh we opened that at fifty and a half the liability actually sits on the under here for us uh, we, we um we were getting hit on the under uh, so that has come down to four and nine and a half the the side though is very very balanced action uh between these two teams and you know as you said it's a rubber match they split the uh the regular season meetings uh road team won both in both of those occasions and arizona has been a very good road team this season they've they're 8 and 1 on the year um and you know, seen the rams struggle at home so the trends are setting up nicely for arizona here uh, obviously arizona finished 4 and 6 in their last 10 games after that uh 7 and 0 start and um in their last five games, they, they've also struggled against the pass. Uh, opponents are completing 62.3% of their passes, 15 yards or longer. So, Stafford, you know, again, that trend there, Stafford has, uh, he can certainly take some shots downfield with those dangerous Rams receivers. Uh, we'll see if he's able to take advantage of that. Uh, but it, overall, the trends do seem to be lining up nicely for Arizona.
2: Yeah, no doubt, and I think you're right. I mean, if Chandler Jones doesn't have a huge day, they say J.J. Watt will be activated. We'll see if he can make any kind of impact. But, I mean, that's the game, right? I mean, I think they have got – we know the cards can't cover in the back end, but they've got to be able to generate turnovers or generate pressure from their front, and it really falls on Chandler Jones against Andre Whitworth or if they move him over to the other side against Haverstein to see if they can do that to put some pressure on Stafford to make those mistakes.
0: So you're going to need the oh, – I just – I'm so fascinated how the markets changed from, what, 12, 15 years ago with – I mean, you'd go into a standalone like this tonight and everybody would be on the over. I mean, you'd have some sharp money on the under. You would think so. But it, I, yeah, it's just the, yeah. the market's evolved and maybe Vison has something to do with that, a more sophisticated yep. market. The idea that you, you've you got underliability between the Rams and Arizona is – you know, two offensive head coaches is pretty fascinating, Thomas.
5: Well, yeah, I mean I'll say this I'll say this, Patrick, for, for where we sit with that total. Uh when you look at the ticket count on the total, the the ticket count on the over is outnumbering the under by almost three to one. Um but there's more money on the under, and that's due to the respected money that's that was hitting the under. So um you're right in the sense that the public uh is gonna be betting the over in this, uh but the respected money's on the under. Uh, so there certainly has been some market evolution there, and people are getting smarter as time goes by. And, um, you know, it's just going to be up to us to adjust to that.
0: Are you busy today with the basketball on MLK Day?
5: Oh, yeah. So a lot of games going on, and uh, we already have uh, one college uh, basketball game happening, and then uh, Pelicans and Celtics are tipping off in, I think, about two minutes from now. <laughs> That's right. And then uh, – your, uh, your Sixers, Michael, three-and-a-half-point favorites over the Wizards on the road today, 210 local yeah, start.
2: And my, uh, my Heat are three-and-a-half-point favorite against the Raptors at home tonight down in Miami. So, yeah, we'll get it going. Yeah, see.
0: yeah. I was going to yeah. say, correction, his Heat are hosting Toronto
2: tonight. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Get it,
5: get, much. Get, get it straight over there. <laughs> so, yeah. so Just, uh, I, I keep forgetting that the Sixers uh, have been sworn <laughs> off.
2: I wonder is anybody going to change the channel who are watching the Sun, Spurs, or the Thunder and the Mavericks tonight? Uh, are they going to put the football game on or are they going to watch that? Thunder Mavericks game. What do you think? What do you think, Patrick Thomas?
0: I think you probably have a big number on the Rams in Arizona. Mike, that would be my <laughs> that would so be my, my assumption. My assumption is the Shield will continue to dominate and pummel all yes. in its path. Um So yes, no just, so, so just a, a, a 40 second recap. A pretty good weekend for the books in Atlantic City there at the Borgata.
5: In football, yeah, I can't say the same for uh, for basketball. We didn't we didn't hold very well in basketball, but yeah, in football we we definitely had a decent weekend.
0: And also remember, when Thomas is giving out those Des Moines plays, he always goes under the radar so he can limit it, because he knows that people are going to come in and play and play his I, play. I mean,
2: people are waiting for it. And people can, are waiting for his picks. They you, know. They you know they know.
0: You can throw a quick limit on Wichita State under. I know that Thomas. All right, buddy. Good luck today. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thanks, Thomas. All right. Thank you, guys. Racing Sportsbook director at the Borgata, who's been red hot, white hot in college hoops. Coming back with Will Hill next here on the Lombardi Line.
2: You're listening to the Lombardi Line on v featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher.
0: Okay, the offer continues over at BetMGM with the playoffs, of course. Ten bucks tonight if either the Rams or the Cardinals score a touchdown, you're going to win 200 bucks off that $10 investment. $200 paid for in free bets. You have to use the bonus code v 200 So download the app or go to BetMGM.com. Again, use that bonus code VSIN, V-S-I-N 200, to get the free 200 bucks for new bettors. It is, uh, and you also get rewards uh, at M Life. So, again, MGM Resorts all over if you bet through the app and through the website. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. P- please gamble responsibly. And if you do have a problem, it's 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, of course, we've got... Uh, as we close out uh, Wild Card weekend tonight, Arizona at Los Angeles at open four. It's down to three and a half. You heard Thomas Gable at in Atlantic City. Maybe a little under liability for them there at that book, 49 and a half. I got a couple of books at 50, but mostly Michael. Uh, Michael Lombardi, of course, 49 and a half. So we bring in our buddy, Will Hill. You can find Will's podcast, com slash podcast, New York City cast. And it's two and one uh, straight up ATS for the favorites yesterday, two and one to the under. P- take your pick of the three and let's go. What What are your thoughts on what we saw yesterday transpire? You know, we're
3: so results oriented. Uh, people are going to kill McCarthy and rightfully so. I thought Shanahan coached a terrible, terrible game. Now his offense is beautiful. He really designs just incredible plays. But he's like a gourmet chef who cooks this beautiful meal, but he contaminates it because he doesn't wash his hands. I mean, field goal on fourth and one, the punt on fourth and one, not being ready for the fake punt I thought was really bad. I mean, he did everything he could to let the Cowboys hang around. And even late in the game, you know, Garoppolo sneaks it, but they get a false start because they have guys in motion. Why do you need somebody in motion in that spot? Just, you know, everyone stand still, plunge forward, end the game. I, I thought, I, I hate to say, it, you know what, if, if Sam Fran blew that game, I would have a hard time bringing him back. He coached, I thought, a really bad game. Uh, and I thought it was just really coaching malpractice on both sides. I'm get in I mean, I don't
2: this. agree. Yeah, you're going to. I mean, I think he was – I think his team was – he took the points. His, he was watching the game. He saw that they weren't moving the ball on his defense, so he took the points. I think the, the fake punt, all that indictment is a legitimate yeah. – he should have known it. I tweeted out, you can't punt. I think there's certainly criticism there. But I think his design, I think he watched the flow of the game. I think he played to the strength of the game. He didn't want to give them some life. And frankly, you know, on the fourth and one, I was with you. I would have gone for it. He was going to go for it. I think he wanted a shift in motion to try to get them to shift and move their line to make the sneak a little better. However, that being said, when he punted it back, I really wasn't worried that they were going to come back in the game. They didn't have enough time. So, I mean, look, I think sometimes we have a hard time. Seth McCarthy was coaching malpractice. I don't see it at all on Shanahan.
3: I just thought you're getting seven yards per play, all these fourth and ones. I mean, you're up 10 nothing That's a 22-yard line, fourth and one. You get you get up 17 there. The game's pretty much over. You're going to pretty much deliver the knockout punch. I just liked his offense enough where I thought he could get the yard uh, and I thought late in the game from plus territory, punting the ball back there for field position. I mean, it took two, Dallas two plays to get back in the field position. I would have just gone for the kill. That's just me. What yeah, would you but, have done but, there, you Michael? Know,
2: we, well, what we said, uh, fourth and one, I, on I would have sneaked it. I would have punted it because I'm watching the game. You know, it's funny. We when, when Garoppolo throws an interception, we rip him for throwing the interception. But if we go for it on fourth and don't get it, we won't rip that call because it's being aggressive. Like you're turning the ball over in both instances, you know, and I think he took the points. I would have, t- uh, to me, that was a game that I was watching, that I thought that that the Cowboys weren't blocking them up front, and it was creating huge problems for Dak Prescott, and the Cowboys were just mismanaging the game. And why should Shanahan put his chips in the mismanagement table? Take the points and keep moving on. I, I, look, I think there's times to be aggressive. It's going to probably have to happen up at Green Bay. But I don't think that was the time. I
0: can agree with Will, and I think you did concur with Will. It was such an egregious spot to punt there for the Cowboys to not be prepared for that fake punt was wild. Yeah, no doubt. I I, mean, that I, was, I agree with that. And you did tweet for you, them. You to said get you away tweeted that yeah, was that, that, that tweet, like you can't be you can't be punting there. So for Shanahan, he has to immediately. I don't care if you have to call a timeout. Get prepared. They're not like that's that's an egregious spot to punt. And there's no pass interference on fake
3: punts. You can just hold the receivers. If you get a holding on a punt call, who cares? You get the ball. There's no pass interference. So just maul the receivers. You can't be that unprepared for it. I thought that was a bad job.
2: I do. I I agree with that completely. I completely agree with you on that.
0: Let's take a second and just recognize how wonderful Will Hill's connection is today. And that brings me joy. It it is. you, (laughs) you You are crystal clear. We can hear you. It's wonderful. The okay. So if I hurt your frustrations and your grievances with Shanahan. Does that mean you're fading them? We'll take a quick look uh, to Green Bay next week coming up here in a few days. Actually, it's up to five and a half with Green Bay laying it.
3: Oh, no, I love them. I've got them to win the NFC. I got them versus the Bills in the Super Bowl, 60 to one. I got them versus the Bengals, 125 to one in the Super Bowl. I like them. I think they're live. Now, it worries me. I got to see what happens with with, uh, Warner and Bosa. Uh, If you're starting to lose pass rushers, that's an issue. I do think their secondary is an issue. I'm surprised Dallas. I thought Dak played terribly because if you could block their guys, which they had a hard time doing, you should be able to cut up that secondary. That being said, I think their run game will give Green Bay a lot of issues. Uh, I think San Francisco is very much live in this game. I think they're really good.
2: I, I do too, and, and you know what's amazing about San Francisco. And Will, you texted me this yesterday at the same time. Somebody, it, it, literally at the exact same time, somebody else texted me the same I uh, thing. How good would the Niners be if they would have utilized the third pick on a, on, on Makai Parsons <laughs> or or you know like so somebody true. else? You so know, true. like I know they want to. I know they want to run uh, Garoppolo out of town, but I mean, this team's playing without a draft pick this year.
0: So true, and. Elijah Mitchell popping, that is not a surprise. Debo Samuel running the ball, not a surprise. Olandis Gary, anyone? They can run yes. on any – this Shanahan's can run on anybody. It doesn't yeah. matter.
2: No, they can. Yeah, so no, they true. really can. So, And, and look, Hasty's a good little back, too. Hasty's a little good. He's some, when he comes in, he's good on third down. I mean, look, they do some a good job on the of player development. And, and, and the other thing I thought, too, was important in this game is their, their offensive line, which I am very critical of at times, I thought they held up pretty good against the Cowboys.
0: Yeah, and they're getting, they're coaching up Ayuk, he's making, he's he's starting to make some, um, and also, they used to, the use check is like, how many other just pure fullbacks are being used, they leave it to the Shanahan's to do it, but they use them effectively, Will, use check is, uh, no. he, he's used very effectively.
3: Yeah, one thing that concerns me though, I don't know if Kittle's healthy, to me, at times yesterday, he didn't look off. healthy, I don't know if you know anything off. about this Lombardi, yeah.
2: Yeah, no, I I don't think – I mean, there wasn't a – I didn't think Quinn was taking him out of the game, so I tend to believe he wasn't 100%, you know, because I didn't see them doubling him or bracketing him or saying, okay, they're not getting the ball here, you know, and I I think there could be – he maybe wasn't 100%. I think you're right, though. I think before you play San Francisco, the Warner injury is critical. They need him in there. And he was almost ready to come back, which is a good thing. I thought he tore his ACL initially because he was holding his knee that it was an ankle. And then Bosa's got to go through the con- concussion protocol. Hopefully he can do that and get back on the field.
0: Absolutely. Um, okay, Will, I uh, got about three minutes. So let's start with tonight, then we can circle back if we missed anything. Arizona and Los Angeles, a so four opener, as you know, down to three and a half. Rubber match here, 49 and a half on the total.
3: Yeah. I had a good weekend. I'm not crazy about giving some of the winnings back on this game. This is to me is the most confusing game. I'm down on the Cardinals. I'm equally down on the Rams. Stafford's been terrible. Uh, My lean here would just be take the points when in doubt, take the points. The one thing about Stafford, you can't really blitz him. He's smart enough. He's savvy enough to, if you blitz him, uh, he's going to carve you up. If you're Arizona, you got to get pressure without blitzing. Maybe Watt helps that. Like I said, both teams have been really bad down the stretch when in doubt, take the points. Uh, I think you do have to point out that McVeigh has owned Arizona owned Kingsbury Uh, lean here would be Arizona, but it's a slight lean to me. This is uh, if you're going to pass one game, this would be the pass. I don't have a great feel for this game.
2: Yeah, I mean, th- th- this is. I mean, he does have a beat him, but you know, when when they we played in Week Four, I thought it was the best moment we saw the Cardinals. You know, the Cardinals turned him over uh, twice in the game. They really, even though the card, even though the Cardinals gave up 401 yards, it was kind of a junkyard. So I'm with you. I don't trust this Cardinals secondary, but then I don't trust Stafford either. You know, I mean, 20-10 to 10 against Seattle in that game on Tuesday night. You know, that that was one of those where they should have played better. Like, they should have been able to just run Seattle off the road, and they really couldn't do it. And then, they, you know, they couldn't run Baltimore off the road. Like, I'm just worried about the past month. Are they going to be good enough? And can they help? And can they handle the passing game? To me, it's all about Murray. Murray's got to be the guy that they hoped he was, the guy he was earlier in the season.
0: The books opened Buffalo and Kansas City at that – fascinating two and a half and they wanted to see what the market was going to do. Right. Will. And the market says, give us Buffalo. Most books are down to two
3: now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason only Johnny Vandermeer is the only guy to throw back to back, no hitters. I'd worry if you're Buffalo, it's hard to play that great. That perfect two weeks in a row. My initial lean would be Kansas city. I'll have to look at it more Uh, last year in the title game. Allen did not play great. they kind of played zone. They got pressure uh, up front and they played zone behind the pressure. Allen threw the ball all over the yard. If you can pressure Allen, He's not the same player. His mechanics start to break down a little bit. My lean here would be the Chiefs. To me, this is like a Final Four caliber game getting in the second round. This is a great game. I'm so excited for this one. Yeah,
0: I can't wait either. Yeah, I thought Allen was bad last last year in that game. Brilliant this past weekend, obviously. Will Hill, New York City cast, avisen.com slash podcast. Thank you, buddy. Enjoy it tonight.
2: Thanks, Will. I hope
3: Appreciate hope I'm not in you. trouble. See you guys. See ya.
0: <laughs> no, 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 you. No,
2: not at all. You're, you're, I just, I'll text Kyle and let him know that you think he's horrible. I will. I'll tell, tell Give you.
0: Give him my number. Give him my number. <laughs> <laughs> we come back. We got tonight to get into.